Today on episode 249 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, okay, you're browsing Facebook and suddenly you see you just got a friend request, but when you look at it, you realize, hey, I'm already friends with that person. Uh Uh-oh, did your friend's Facebook just get hacked? Today we'll talk about the story behind why this happens and the exact steps you need to take when you see it happening. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And if you've heard a few of my shows, you know I always try to avoid the techie language as much as possible. And one word that gets way overused and misused a lot is hack or hacker or hacking. I see it used out of context pretty regularly, and that's one of the things we'll be talking about today. And did you know that even though I'm here in sunny Florida and you're somewhere else, I can still fix a bunch of problems on your computer? It's true. A lot of the computer repairs I do every day are done with me sitting here in my home office and my clients sitting at their computer in their home or maybe their workplace. It's a pretty cool thing to get your computer repaired and not have to bring it anywhere. So if you have a PC problem, just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 249. So let's get started. These days, it seems like whenever there's any kind of criminal or suspicious behavior in the news and it involves computers, it's classified as hacking. A bunch of Target department stores had a problem where customer credit card information was stolen. That was a hack. Someone gets into Paris Hilton's email account, and that's a hack. Yahoo gets broken into and gives up millions of usernames and password. Another hack. Well, sometimes these kind of things can be classified as a hack, and sometimes they can't. You can't just use that one word to describe any kind of shady internet activity. Case in point, Facebook. This has probably happened to you when you suddenly get a friend request from someone you're pretty sure you're already friends with. Now, given the nature of Facebook, sometimes it's hard to remember the status of every single person and whether or not you're Facebook friends with that person or not. For me, I'm friends with a lot of people, but I've also unfollowed a lot of people, which means I don't see anything they post. So I might have to do a little research to see if I'm actually friends with a particular person or not, even though I know that person in real life. But in some cases, you might get a friend request that seems to be coming from someone that you know you are already friends with. Maybe you see them posting updates or pictures on Facebook all the time already, but for whatever reason, you know you're already friends, but there it is, a friend request. Now, what do most people do when this happens? I can tell you what most people do because I see it happen all the time. When someone gets a fake friend request, they'll usually go to the actual friend's profile page and post something like, dude, your Facebook just got hacked. And this, of course, sets off all kinds of alarm bells for that person wondering what has just happened. They might even get several messages from people telling them about these friend requests that are going out. Now they might be panicking and thinking, what do I do? Does someone hack my Facebook account? Should I change my password? What is going on? 
What a lot of people don't realize in this situation is that there's no reason to panic, no reason to be stressed out at all. No one's Facebook account has been hacked. If your friend wants to change their password, that's fine. I would never tell anyone to not change their password as long as the new one is strong and unique. But for this particular situation, there's really no need to do that because no hacker or scammer has gotten into their account. So what I want to tell you today is what has actually happened and why it happened. In other words, what the scammer is trying to do and what you need to do when you see it happen. So let's say for this example, your Facebook friend's name is Bob. So earlier today, some scammer somewhere in the world was browsing around Facebook and he finds Bob's profile page. And the scammer says, hey, I think I'd like to pretend I'm Bob today. So he downloads a few of Bob's pictures, including Bob's profile picture, and he saves them to his computer. Now keep in mind, he doesn't have to log into Bob's Facebook account to do that. He can just right-click on the picture and save it. So he does that, and then he goes back into Facebook and creates a new account using Bob's name. And he uses Bob's profile picture on this new account. So at first glance, someone would look at this Facebook profile and think that's actually Bob's Facebook page. He might even fill in some of the personal information, like the city where Bob lives and where Bob works, that kind of thing. So like I said, the scammer can do all of this without knowing Bob's password or logging into Bob's account. If we compare this to real life, it's like I could go out and buy a navy blue polo shirt and have it embroidered with the words Best Buy. And when I walk into Best Buy, the other customers might think I'm actually a Best Buy employee. But all I did was wear the shirt that they wear. Anyone can do that. Now, the next question is, why would the scammer bother with doing this? What's the actual end goal here? Well, it boils down to one word, trust. There are lots and lots of different scams you can pull on someone. They're happening all the time, every day, all around the world. For example, let's say you got an email from someone you don't know, someone you've never heard of, and the email message was something like, Hey, I'm stranded in London and I need your help. My wallet got stolen so I don't have any cash or credit cards and I need to check out of the hotel today and fly back home. Can you Western Union me $500 and I'll get it back to you as soon as we get home? Now, obviously, since this is someone you don't know, it's probably safe to say you'd just delete that email. I mean, even if it were legitimate, you can't just give money to any stranger that asks you for 500 bucks, right? But what if that email came from someone you do know? Maybe not your best friend, but someone you know fairly well and see on a pretty regular basis in real life, maybe a coworker or something. Would you just immediately delete the email? Eh, probably not. You'd probably have to think about it a bit. If this person is someone you trust or have some respect for, and you don't suspect a scam, you might just send the money. Or even if you wouldn't necessarily send the money, some people would. And that's all the scammer needs. Just a few people that fall for that scam is what makes it profitable. Okay, so back to the Facebook fake profile thing. Once the fake account is set up, the scammer immediately sends out friend requests to the people that already are friends with that person. Why? Because he knows that a certain percentage are going to just click to automatically accept that friend request without even checking anything out, without even thinking about it, really. And then a little later... When the fake friend sends a Facebook message saying he's stranded in London and needs some cash, guess what kind of person is most likely to send the money without really investigating anything? Yep, the same person that accepted the fake friend request without thinking about it. And this scam about being stranded in London is just one of 
dozens or hundreds that are used online every day. These guys are very good at thinking these things up. But no matter what the scam of choice happens to be, they are all more effective when the victim thinks they're communicating with a friend or at least someone they know as opposed to just a complete stranger. The trust factor is a big part of how the scammer increases his success rate. All right, having said all that, what should you do when you get a fake friend request? Well, it's very simple, and Facebook has actually made it very easy because they don't want this kind of stuff happening either. All you have to do is report it to Facebook. They're going to investigate it, and the fake profile page is going to be taken down pretty quickly. In some cases, I've reported these things to Facebook, and the profile gets deleted literally within minutes. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but I don't think I've seen any of them take more than an hour before that fake page gets removed. And the process, like I said, is really easy. It's the same no matter what kind of computer you're using or what web browser you're using. Although it might be different if you're trying to do this on your phone or on a tablet. Sometimes the Facebook website isn't the same on those types of devices. But if you can get to your Facebook account just from a regular computer, like a laptop or a desktop, it's pretty simple. And here's what you do. When you get the fake friend request, you'll see the name is clickable. So you can click on that, and it'll actually take you to the fake profile that was just created by the scammer. This might be kind of interesting anyway, because you'll be able to see which friends have already accepted that fake friend request. Anyway, when you're on the fake profile page, click on the three dots up in the top right, and in the drop-down menu, click on the word Report. And really, from this point, it's all pretty logical as to what you should click on. Basically, you just tell Facebook you want to report this profile because it's pretending to be one of your friends, and you want to submit this profile for Facebook to review. That's the whole point, really. Once you submit it, you'll also have the opportunity to tell Facebook which of your friends this page is trying to impersonate. That helps them since they can compare the fake profile with the actual profile, and it should be pretty obvious to them what's going on. Then you can just click Done, and you're all done. Now, at this point, it's really up to you if you even want to notify your friend that some scammer has created a Facebook profile pretending to be them. Usually, I don't even bother because it, it really doesn't make any difference. In a lot of cases, the fake page is taken down by Facebook before your friend even knows what's going on. In fact, if none of their other friends happen to notice it and tell them, they might never know what happened at all. But if you see that they've found out about it and they're stressing about wondering if their account has been hacked or whatever, probably should tell them and let them know what's actually happened and that there's really nothing to worry about. In fact, at that point, it'd be a good idea if your friend reported the fake one to Facebook also using the same process, because the more people that report it, the quicker it gets taken care of from Facebook's end, and everyone involved can go back to posting pictures of their cat. Bunch of people used my affiliate link to shop on Amazon this past week, so I want to say thanks very much for helping to support this podcast. The way it works is like this. When you need to get something from Amazon, all you have to do is go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P, and you'll be redirected right to the Amazon website where you can buy whatever you want. Then Amazon sends us a little bit of money as a referral fee, and that helps support the show so everyone wins. And I'm curious, too, have you ever had a scammer make a fake profile using your name and your Facebook picture? What did you do and how long before the fake profile was taken down? I want to hear about it. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com or just call my podcast voicemail line 727-386-9468. And I don't answer that line, but you can leave a recorded message anytime, day or night, and you might just hear your question right here on this show. And that will do it for this week. 
As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.